Side Hustle Show 243, Side Hustle Coaching. I've got some traction, now what? What's up, what's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show because making extra money never goes out of style. A little bit of a different show for you today. I want to introduce you to Sarah Miller, who's actually still in college. She's going into her senior year. And in addition to her studies, she's a collegiate soccer player and she's got a pretty cool business painting pet portraits. You can find her at sarahpaintspets.com. It's Sarah with an H and Sarah Paints Pets on Instagram. I have done over 300 and I started selling them like very cheap, $10, $15. So I haven't made as much money as you'd think painting 300 pets. But people are paying you for this. Yes, yes, they are paying me. All of them are commissioned pay- payments. And where, where are the customers coming from at the moment? Right now, it's I would say it's 50-50. Half are college students, so they're my age and they've heard of me through friends or other people at their school and word of mouth through that, like social media, because everyone loves to post pictures of their pets on Snapchat and Instagram and whatever. And I would say the other are from like their parents and my adult friends, family friends. Yeah. So I'd say they're either in their 40s and 50s, their parents, or they're my age, 20s, early 20s. So Sarah's facing a couple challenges, which she just hinted to. Her business has got some traction. She delivers great work. She's got happy customers, but she's trying to figure out how to raise her rates to make the paintings more worthwhile. And she's trying to figure out some new marketing channels to expand this thing beyond just her first and second degree networks. And to help me out with this one, I invited Don the Idea Guy from DonTheIdeaGuy.com back on the program. Possessing creative powers beyond those of mere mortals, I thought it'd be fun to see what we could come up with to take Sarah's business to the next level. As you listen in, think of how the broader strategies we cover can apply to your hustle and don't get bogged down in the nitty gritty pet painting specifics unless of course that's your business model as well. Notes and links for this one are at sidehustlenation.com slash Sarah. Again, Sarah with an H. Before we dive in, let me take a moment to thank today's sponsor, freshbooks.com. Freshbooks is an award-winning accounting and bookkeeping tool for entrepreneurs, freelancers, and side hustlers like us. Invoicing and time tracking is built right in and as a side hustle show listener, you can get started with a 30-day trial today, absolutely free at freshbooks.com slash side hustle. And be sure to enter the side hustle show in the how did you hear about us section. I'll be back with my top takeaways after this chat with Sarah and Don. And Don's going to kick us off with his surprising connection to this business. Ready? Let's do it. What was great about this, what uh, struck me of interest is at one point I was painting pet portraits. So I have some experience with this side hustle. When I was in art school, I was doing this as well. And one of the things that I wanted to ask Sarah about, in addition to how many she's done so far, is really what is the capacity? Because original art doesn't scale well. It's not even just pet paintings. It's Sarah paints pets. So how many paintings can Sarah do of pets because you're going to set a limit to the amount of revenue you can earn depending on how much you charge. So you're going to have to increase your rates. She's already discovered that 10 or $15 doesn't work on her Etsy page. It looks like you've got some different prices there based on the different print sizes that you're doing too. I'm seeing a, a $30, $50, $40, et cetera. How do you, how are you setting your prices, Sarah? I've just kind of kept increasing them until people are going to start saying no. And no one said no yet. So that leads me to think I can keep increasing them more. I just kind of been doing $10 each by the amount of hours I spend on the portraits because I've been spending more time on them. I want the quality to be higher now. Quality is very important to me. And so like my 9 by 12 inches is my most popular size. And that started out 
$25 at the beginning of the spring. And now I have it up to 50 because I spend like four hours on it. So I really want to make my time worth it. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't do anything lower than 50 depending on the sizes that you've got. Because I see you have some 6x6s, 9x12s, 8x10s. You probably want to set 50 as as a minimum for your originals and then increase that rate as your size goes up. I think you've got a higher price point you could go at. But I, I like your practice of seeing how much you can increase it until demand drops or somebody screams. But I think you've got a long way to go yet, too. The the artwork's really great. I mean, it, it looks like the images. You're doing a good job of putting the photo of the pet next to the painting that you did. So people can see right off the bat that you've got the talent to dictate a higher price. Thank you. Yeah. I think some of the other opportunities for revenue for you will be to create product lines that people will buy at a lower price point, but on kind of an automatic on demand piece so that you don't have to keep creating them. For instance, you've painted enough pet portraits now to go, there's only so many different ways a Cocker Spaniel looks, right? Everybody thinks theirs is special, you know, because they have that one different color patch over the eye or a certain eyebrow color. But in general, a Cocker Spaniel is going to look like a Cocker Spaniel to everybody except the owner. And there's a lucrative pet market out there. People spend a lot of money on their pets and on money for things about pets. And you could do a set of watercolor cards or prints that simply say beagle or a cocker spaniel and have kind of a generic image of that dog breed and people will buy the heck out of those really yeah i'm, I'm glad you brought that up because i'm thinking the same thing it's like this shih tzu yeah. looks like this shih tzu looks like that cocker <laughs> yeah. spaniel and so that's i think and you've got this whole library of 300 that you've already created where i think it's like instead of selling it once, which I think is cool too, but it's like, oh, well, now that I have this asset, I could sell that over and over again. So I'm glad you brought that up. What, Don, what kind of price point would you target for, for stuff like that? You know, I would see what the mark will bear. The nice thing is you have an excellent resource to check prices on this. I mean, you can walk into any pet store, any pet smart or visit the websites. There are already sets of those cards out there that you can look at to get a good idea of price. I think that you find out what theirs is and then you bump yours up for the fact that there aren't that many out there. Yours are gonna be unique. Even though you may be mass producing a set of note cards or postcards, they're still yours and they're not gonna look like everybody else's that are out there. That's true, yes. And then just uh, branch out from those. You have all the stores like, well, Nick can speak to buy buttons better than I can. He literally wrote the book on it. But think of all the websites like Redbubble and Cafe Presses and however many other ones Nick can name off the top of his head where <laughs> you can upload these prints of these pets and people will buy them just based on the dog breed. Because if I've got a Australian Shepherd or a Chow Chow, I might want a phone case with that specific breed on it. I like it. That's really a great idea. So I don't have to keep spending all this time just to make one sale. I can just come after I've already done it, the work. I love that. Exactly. Because you're going to have this, I don't want to say custom work. You're going to have some stock items that people will be able to buy off the shelf and get instant delivery on them. They're not going to have the turnaround time to wait for the painting, especially if they're in a time crunch. I'm sure you've had some rush orders done because somebody's birthday is next week and I really, really need it now, right? Yes, I've had to bump people up the list for sure. So you can say, hey, I can't get the penny done of your Yorkshire Terrier in time for the birthday, but I've got these Terrier postcards or Terrier t-shirts that you could buy now 
and then the painting can be delivered a month from now. I love that idea. And I mean, I've, I get people who are like, have you painted a chihuahua? And I'm like, I've painted so many chihuahuas. Like, I got <laughs> and, you know, they all, they all tend to have brown eyes. I mean, they probably look similar enough to their dogs. You're right. So the first thing Dawn brought up was the capacity issue. In a perfect world, like how many hours a day are you spending painting versus studying versus playing soccer? What's, what's a realistic ceiling for this in terms of what you could produce? Right now it's the summer and I don't have classes or practice. So I, on a good day, I'll get two portraits done and that's eight hours of work just painting, not, you know, building a website, not going and packaging and mailing other shipments, getting that stuff done. So sometimes they're long days trying to get what I want to accomplish in a day. But when the school year starts in a couple of weeks, you know, I'll have class till from anywhere from 9 to 2 p.m. every day, practice till 6, and then study hall sometimes at night and homework. Right now, I'd say my goal is to get one portrait done a week. I only have a couple hours here and there of games twice a week, but I want to keep doing it for sure. Yeah. So in the time crunch, that kind of passive income with this product syndication or even these print-on-demand products, you know, at these different marketplaces like Don mentioned and the kind of the the generic artwork is sounds like a pretty positive path forward. And then then you can really up your rate for the custom stuff because if you have such limited time, four hours worth of work for a for a fifty dollar thing, like that's probably close to minimum wage in Georgia. Right. Yeah. And then I think about that and I get a little frustrated. <laughs> here's here's another cool thing you could do is you could have a set of stock dog breeds that then you could sell prints of and just customize the print. So if I'm buying a print of the Yorkshire Terrier, or actually I'll go with my mom. My mom loves English Bulldogs. So I could get a print of an English Bulldog and just have you paint the name Clayton on it. So she'll get an English Bulldog print with her pet's name on it, and you did not have to go through the effort of actually painting that custom pet portrait. It's still customized, but it wasn't a custom painting. So you have a lot of places that sell canvas prints. So maybe you do the bulldog, you get the canvas print done and it's shipped to you instead of drop ship to the customer. So you can take your watercolors and the same style that you did the actual pet portrait, you could write their name on it too. That is a great idea. People would love that. At the moment I've been doing personalized cards with every order and I do them just free as a nice touch and, it's usually a surprise whoever's getting it that they're going to get their dog on a little card saying, you know, thank you for my or- for your order or Merry Christmas or Happy Birthday. And that also takes another amount of time that it's kind of similar in the idea that it's still personalized and handwritten to whatever they wanted to say on it. So I like that. Right. So you could have the dog's name on that. How many of those cards do you give them free when they order a painting? Just one for each portrait. That's excellent. Now, are, here's an add-on sale kind of a thing. When you give them that card, do you put a little note in there saying, hey, if you'd like to order a complete set of this, here's a link or send me an email and here's how much a pack of 10 cards is? No, I don't. I don't. That's all I put in the packaging is the portrait and the card. See, they're going to get that and go, oh man, this is cool. I wish I had more of them. Sarah, are you doing anything on Facebook, aside from, you know, kind of encouraging your customers to share the images once they once they get there, like targeting Facebook groups of pet lovers or something? 
All I've done on Facebook so far is, so personally for my college, we have a Facebook group called Bobcat Exchange where the Georgia College Bobcats and you can post on there if you're selling an old couch or t-shirts or whatever you can, and people can buy and sell things on this page. And that's kind of how I got it started was I posted in that with a couple pictures of my work and I said, Hey, I do custom watercolor pet portraits. Message me if you want one. Okay. And I got so many responses from that. And I have not posted in one since, since I haven't needed to, like I haven't had a strong need to get more orders. I've always been busy, but you know, it has always been in the back of my mind, like what pages could I be posting this in and getting a lot more attention tonight. You might want to check one of those international day calendars and find out which month is National Bulldog Month and oh. post in the Bulldog group. Wow, I never... And promote the sale of the Bulldog t-shirt or the Bulldog note cards or the Bulldog prints. Just your default things, not your custom work. They'll go to the website to order those things and they'll see that you do custom pieces as well. I just think these ones where they could be automatically ordered and mm -hmm. drop shipped could be a, a very lucrative thing, especially at your price point that you're doing your custom work now. I think you could match what you're earning off your portraits now just in the pre-printed pieces. Yeah, yeah. Or, or I think you could end up exceeding it by, by a significant margin down the road. Yeah, absolutely. What I was thinking, what came to mind in terms of Facebook is like reaching out to the moderators of these groups. If you can somehow get in and see if they've posted a picture of their dog in the dog lover Facebook group that they're moderating, and it's like, okay, do I have one that looks really similar to that dog? I could send them, hey, I painted this picture of your dog. Or, you know, just do the work and paint it. And especially if it's a big enough group and they love it, like that would be a really cool foot in the door to potentially yes. a, a great community of customers. That's what I, I love that idea because it doesn't cost me anything to make another portrait and I can send it to them for free. It doesn't cost me anything. It does cost my time, but... You know, I'm pretty flexible with giving my time. You know, I'm a college student. I don't have to be making money every single second, though I'd like to. But I, I've done that with this dog blogger. Her name is Proud Dog Mom Blog. And I messaged her and I said, hey, I'll send you a free portrait of your two dogs if if you'll feature me on your website. And her blog's going out tomorrow. She got her portrait in this week. And that's I didn't have to pay for that. Now I'm going to get to her 50,000 followers. Nice. And people my work. I'm excited about that. Here's a, another couple twists on that effort, which I think was great that you reached out to her. Do you have an affiliate program set up where she could earn revenue off of every pet portrait that she sells to her audience? Um, no. She asked me, will you let me know how many people order through finding you, finding you through me? So maybe she was hinting at that. So I wonder if Etsy has something like that built in where you could track it or or give her audience like a special hey, use coupon code proud mm -hmm. dog mama for 10% off or something like that. So you, even if they don't have something built in, you could track it manually that way. Gum road would be a great way to do that. Cause you can do endless numbers of discount codes. So you could discount a code specifically for that bloggers website and gum roads, not their free version, but their premium one, which I think is like $10 a month. You can set up affiliate programs on gum road as well. An affiliate program would be sort of partnering with someone and to have them post about your business in return for a discount for their followers. So it's kind of a win-win for both. And she gets revenue back. They would earn a commission on the sale. So if it's a $50 right. thing and depending on what you have it set up as, you know, they would get a cut of the sale and you can do the discount thing or not, but that's just one way to track it or one way to 
like give an extra bonus to this person's followers. And if, if it comes to the point where everybody's coming through on a discount code and you're not earning what you want to earn, like, hey, you just up the price. And so you kind of back into it that way. Right. Yeah. And the nice thing is with Gumroad's affiliate program, you don't have to do any of the math or the counting. They take the commission out of it and pay it to your affiliates. So you wouldn't have to manage that yourself. And that's a website you can use? Yeah, gumroad.com. It's kind okay. of a, it's like a payment processor for digital products where it, it would probably lay on top of your existing site. Do you have sarahpaintspets.com? I'm, I'm working on it right now. I'm about, I'm about halfway done building it. Okay. With Gumroad, you can do digital pieces, but you can also do physical. So you could take your orders for the custom paintings through Gumroad and let them do the payment processing as well. The other thing you might want to think about doing is rather than giving somebody a physical note card, maybe every time somebody places a order for a painting, you can send them a free computer wallpaper or mobile wallpaper that has that dog breed on it. And that way it's a digital product. They can get that while they're waiting for you to do the painting. I really like that. And you could also sell those sets too. So just have it processed digitally and they can do whatever they want with it from there. Right. So let's say I'm going to order the bulldog from you. I say, I want a custom bulldog done. I send you the, I place the order and you say, Hey, while I'm working hard on the painting, here's a, another painting of a bulldog I did that you can use for your computer wallpaper. So that'll get people excited as soon as they place the order and don't have to wait around for it. Right. Uh Right. The other path I wanted to go down and the affiliate was a nice entryway to that is to connect with companies that serve pet owners. So you've got dog groomers, vets, pet food specialty stores, pet gift stores. You've got invisible fence companies, hidden fence companies. You've got people who clean up the yards after dogs. You have traditional fencing. You have dog walkers and pet sitters and boarders. You could go to every single one of those groups and offer up the ability for them to sell your product. Whether it is the stock note cards with traditional breeds already done or to sell custom paintings from their rooms, from their offices and get commissions back. And I would double your prices to them. So if you've got a nine by 12, that's $50, I would say it's a hundred dollars and you know, they get a 10% commission on anything that's sold from their store. Okay. I, I've, I've had that thought like, oh my gosh, there's many pet stores. There's just so many opportunities these days, people love to buy things for the pets, like you said earlier. But I don't want to just walk in there and be like, hey, can you sell these for me? I didn't know what would be the best way going about it so that they also get some kind of reward from it. And that's a good idea as the commission. Yeah, they're kind of white labeling it. But Don, how would you, how, that's a good question. Like, how would you start that conversation? You just roll up to the front counter at PetSmart and you're like, <laughs> here's, here's some products that I have or here's what I can do for you? So I wouldn't start with PetSmart. I would go to a local groomer. Okay. I would go to a local groomer or pet boarding. So I would not go to a chain. I would start with a local business because that way you can talk to somebody who can say yes or no, rather than here's the number of somebody at corporate that (laughs) you're going to get lost there. Yeah. So I would go to to a local business and it's easy to start with a groomer. Okay. And say, I I do these pet portraits, they're custom and they sell for a hundred dollars each. And if you'll, if they'll use your code, you'll earn $10 off of every pet painting that I get from your customer code. You could give them certificates or give them a code that whenever somebody says, I heard about you at PJ's grooming, you'll know PJ gets 10 bucks from the painting. 
All right. And you can do that through affiliate too, right? You could do it through affiliate, but you're going to want to go low tech on this, like okay. print coupons out three up on a sheet and cut them down on a paper cutter and give them those to set on their counter so people can pick them up as they leave. And it's got your web address and a coupon code on there. Yeah, I like it. And then find a pet specialty store. There's probably going to be somebody around that sells dog treats locally. Mm-hmm. And that's a good coupon for them to package when they're packaging up the dog treats to send out. Yes. You mean, you mean the specialty pet bakery isn't just a California thing? No, this is good. <laughs> no, they have them in Ohio too. So you know it's everywhere. <laughs> okay. Everyone loves their pets. Everyone. And then you have just the websites that sell a mail order. That's another good website to reach out to with an affiliate program. They're, they already have the traffic coming to their website. It's another one of Nick's buy buttons theories. It's just very, very specialized. Yeah, you're going where those customers already are and trying to like insert yourself into that process or insert yourself, basically trying to get yourself known in front of this audience of buyers. Now, there's a great company out there called Dog Watch Hidden Fences, and they do the wire that goes underground and then the pets wear a collar to keep them contained in a yard. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yes. My dogs had that. Then I tried to escape. Oh, okay. Yes. So the cool thing about Dog Watch is every one of the dealer, and I think they're in just about every state. And there's regions, there's different dealers in different regions of states. And every one of them is an independent dealer. So they're basically a small business person selling a larger name product. But you could go to those dealers individually and talk to them about doing a gift to everybody who buys one of their hidden fences that whenever they do an install, you're going to give them a portrait, a pet portrait of their dog as a thank you for buying their product. So you're selling them to the dog watch guy. So every time a dog watch dealer sells one of those fence, they get a picture of spot and they send you spots photos so you can paint it. Dog watch is paying you for the painting and they're giving it as a gift to their customer. So that's another argument to say you're going to charge a hundred dollars a painting, but for a dealer, you're going to give them a special dealer rate because they're going to hopefully order them more frequently because they don't just have one dog to get a painting of. They're going to have a dog of every one of their customers to get a painting of. Mm-hmm. Yes. But that way you're not even selling them. You let them sell them. Yeah. And so what would you say the price point that should be? I would set it at, you have to decide how long it's going to take you to do mm-hmm. and how busy you want to be. Because right now, based on your price point, I would say you could sell it to those guys for 50 bucks and they'll, mm-hmm. they'll spend $50 on a, I don't know, $500 fence, they'll spend $50 to give as a gift. Yeah. But then your regular rate should go to a hundred. So you can go, well, here's my regular rates, a hundred dollars for these paintings. But for you, I'm going to give you a special rate because I want you to order them for all your customers. Yeah. And, and I mean, I don't have a problem necessarily with keeping my prices lower. Like that's what I like about my business is that I would say most people in this industry can sell up to like $300 for a portrait or more. Like they're never usually below 100. And I think it's why I've gotten so much business is because I've kept the prices pretty low because that's not like, it's not my full-time job. Obviously it's a side hustle and I don't need it to completely support me. And so I would, I would offer them that deal for sure. Well, and you also have to think about if you want to keep it the side hustle, you're never going to want to get too busy. Right. But some of the ideas were bouncing around they're designed to bring you more business and you're not going to be able to maintain 
your turnaround time and keep that low rate. And one way to cut down on your busyness is to increase the price rate. So a lot of the people who are just pure price shoppers are going to drop out. Mm-hmm. So it'll give you a manageable number of paintings to execute again. Yeah. So you double or triple the rates and then half or a third of the people still buy, right. then you're doing, <laughs> you know, you're doing a fraction of the work and making the same money. That That's brilliant. <laughs> And then expansion-wise, you find somebody else who does paintings, you may be able to expand the styles that you do. If yours specialty is watercolor, maybe somebody else does pastels and somebody else does oils, you could still be the store that sells that those artists' work and take your cut out of it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Say, hey, you don't <laughs> you want a pet portrait, but you don't love my style? Hey, I've got the hookup with the pastel person, with the oil painting person. Okay. Exactly. And then you earn a commission off of that. Oh, I see. I never think about this stuff. And I, I love the idea about raising the prices to still make it worth my time and not completely overwhelm you with how many orders I'm stressed to like, I feel like I have to get done before Christmas because I, I don't have that much time during the school year, but I want to keep doing it. And if I raise my prices and only get one order a week and that's all I want to do. I mean, that's just, that's just going to make it a perfect situation for me during the school year. Yeah. yeah you got to make it, make it worth your while. A big thing that you're going to be fighting against is overwhelm because you're just going to get slammed sometimes. Yeah. If you still want to sell the original paintings when you're slow and don't have a commission, maybe you paint some of the most popular dog breeds so that you'll still have an original watercolor that you could sell somebody with a customized name on it. So rather than selling the art print, which was an idea we already discussed, you could still have an original golden retriever painting it's still your watercolor on on the watercolor paper or canvas that you're painting on but it is actually original rather than a print and then you can still paint the the pet's name on it there are lists published every year that tell you what the most popular dog breeds are yeah so you could have two or three different variations of each of those exactly just in your back pocket which you know would all serve as as assets actually this was in the buy buttons book, one of the women that I met was a graphic designer. I think she was in South Africa and she was doing client work one-on-one and some, I mean, not all of the designs that she created end up getting used. And so she's like, well, I already did the work. And so that's when she went on to syndicate it on some of these, you know, design for purchase sites where she's like, Oh, look, I already, I already did it. So I might as well try and make some money off of it. And she ended up being one of their top sellers. So it's like, hey, you know, I, I really like that idea of syndicating the work that you've already done or or trying to turn that into more passive income assets or just a little bit more time leveraged. That's a really good point, Nick. The the logos, it made me think of a website that just a couple of them have recently launched where they're logos that designers did for companies that didn't get used. So they put these logos up on a website where you can buy those logos at a reduced price. Another guy I've been working with has a website called plainairly.com and it's named after a style of painting called plain air p-l-e-i-n plain air art which is basically art painted on location like monet's water lilies it's art that's painted in the environment and it's supposed to kind of take on the attributes of that if you're painting at an ocean side the painting's going to pick up some of the flecks of sand that are in the air that kind of thing and He's built a website where you can get this plein air art, original art. It's all five by seven pieces and they're all 57 bucks. Wow. So you have a lot of these plein air artists who are selling larger canvases for hundreds 
or thousands of dollars. And here's this little website selling original art for 57 bucks. And the pitch to the artist involved, hey, you're going on a location, you're doing light studies, you're doing color studies, you're doing sketches. Those all count as plein air art, even though that didn't become your final painting. So by that same token, if you're doing sketches of these dogs, if you're doing water tests of them, you could still sell those pieces as sketched art. You could frame them into or mat them into uh, different windows that have different sketches combined. Those, that could be another cool original art product for you to sell. Yes, that reminds me. I wanted to ask what you think about making these prints onto things like a beer glass or coffee mug or a sticker. Like, What do you think about making these prints onto other than just a piece of paper to frame? I think that it's a huge industry and your art should be on them as well. Yeah, coffee mugs for sure. It's a no-brainer. Your art's already done. Mm-hmm. And I think on sites like Redbubble where it's kind of these print-on-demand sites or Zazzle, yep. and you can just, hey, I uploaded this art and then you can just check the box of like, I want you to be able to print this on on everything, you know, hats and mugs exactly. and bumper stickers and and all this stuff. And it's like, it doesn't cost anything to you. You mean kind of set your markup on it. And then if somebody orders it, they do all the fulfillment for you. And that's where you can go in and find the, let's say the top five most popular breeds and set up one of those stores with all those products in it for each one of those breeds. Start at the number one most popular and work your way through them. Yeah. I mean, I think people would love that. Especially, especially around Christmas time, I know it's going to be picking up. I want to have yep. something like that to offer to my customers. Absolutely. And and think about you know PetSmart, the you know the big box pet stores. They're selling all kinds of. They're selling all those things, and they all look alike. <laughs> so yours would have this aspect of yeah, it's a mug with a Yorkshire Terry on it that anybody could buy. But how many people know about yours versus the one they're going to go buy at PetSmart? Yeah, like supporting local local artists. Starving college yes. student who's a local artist. Maybe people will choose me to paint their dog. Absolutely. So Sarah, let, let's pause here. What's your reaction? Are you, are you overwhelmed with Don's ideas? You want him to keep going? What's, uh, what's your feedback so far? <laughs> no, I love them. I love them. So I most of these things I would never even think about. I love the idea of doing the prints. And so I can just sit back and, and make money while my work's already done. I'll have to actively sit down with my watercolors to make money all the time. Don, anything else on on the idea list on the back burner that you, you want to get out there? You know, depending on the overwhelm, I think the corporate gift one could be big, you know, going to the, the groomers and hidden fence companies and talking to them about giving those items as gifts that that allows her to concentrate on creating the artwork and not having to sell it. I think the stock products could be a big thing for her because the note cards look great. And I think that her customer base would like buying their pet breed on pillows and the mm-hmm. the wool throws and the coffee mugs and the watches and those kinds of things. So I think the stock items would be good as well. The other is how many paid portraits have you done so far, the custom ones? 300. So all 300 of those people bought a painting from you. Yes. You've got a really strong base of people that you could go back to and ask them if they want to buy that painting on a mug. So now you've got the custom work that you did that you could also sell them on a mug or on a pillow 
or on another print or on note cards. You can go back and sell other printed items to those same people. Oh, a little database marketing. I like it. So my question there would be, would I have to go back and get that portrait for them and scan it? Like I'd have to go get the physical portrait back. So you don't have any of those scans? No, I don't scan them. I just photograph them. Okay. You could see what kind of photo they could send you if they want to do it that way. But from here on out, I would scan all the images, all the images that you produce now. So you've okay. always got a, an active high resolution portfolio that you can use. I agree. See, I, I love all these ideas and like growing my business. And I think that I can implement them right before Christmas and in the spring because I don't have soccer anymore in the spring. And I, I'm, I'm really excited about them, but I just know I'm not going to be able to handle partnering with people and, and juggle all that in these next three months. But I definitely think that these are things I can start doing in the spring. And I mean, there's no rush to it, right? Okay. Well, let, let's dial it back then. Let's say before Christmas what would be kind of high on the priority list to get done in in preparation for like that Q4 rush? Um, before Christmas, I want to be able to offer the prints on different mugs and, and pillows and everything you were saying. And also to be able to offer a golden retriever print with their name on it, like, like um, Don was saying, as well as a custom one on a pillow. So that's what I'd like to have done by then. Also getting my business cards and website up before Christmas. Yeah, that'd be my goals. I think that's a good one to target too, because you can set up these stores where they will print and fulfill it on demand. Mm -hmm. And all you have to do is upload your art. They take that art and they apply it onto the all those different items. They generate the thumbnail samples. And all you have to do is set your price point. I did a quick Google on most popular dog breeds. And based on last year's rankings, retrievers are the number one breed, then German shepherds, then bulldogs, then beagles. So if, even if you just went with that set of four, start at the top and work your way down and have a store set up for each one of those breeds, you'd be gold by gift giving season. Yeah. And what, what would you say the top like four things are to put those onto physical items? Well, the nice thing is you don't have to choose. Once you upload the artwork to that site, they've got a bunch of stuff that they automatically print on. Oh. So you just say, make this one available, make this one available. Costs you nothing until something sells and they take their cut and they send you your, your price. So my customers can choose what they want it on. Yes. I love that. That's amazing. That's what I was stressing about because I had this idea and I wasn't sure if I was be able to implement it because I was like, well, I'm going to have to contact a a printmaking shop and a beer glass shop. I wasn't really sure how I'd go about that, but if they have a website does it for you, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Start there. Cause it's all automated. Then if you decide somebody in your area is doing something really neat, that's, that's one for one custom, then you can always set up a special arrangement with them. But I would start with the sites that are already set up producing and selling these things now. Yeah, same thing on Etsy. So it's all kind of everything is branded toward custom pet portrait, but you could probably create the listings for, you know, Yorkie pet portrait. And I don't know how many listings they allow you to have if it's unlimited or if your account is limited to 20 listings or something until you make a certain amount of sales. But you could say certain breed of dog, you know, to specify that for keyword search if anybody's looking for that. And I'm also curious if any if you can ask your existing customer base to come in and leave you a review over here just to try and get 
a little bit of social proof onto this page. So it's like, oh, it says it says zero sales. <laughs> That's stressing me out. I, I did ask, I posted and I was like, my shop is up. If you're a returning customer, it'd be awesome. You could favorite my shop and leave a review. If you're a new one, then go ahead and look at what I have to offer. But you, in order to leave a review, you have to make the purchase. So okay. everyone who's already purchased can't leave a review. Yeah. Or funnel those new hot leads through the shop and say, hey, yeah. would you mind ordering yeah. through Etsy? It'll help me out you know, down the road. Yeah. Whatever active commissions you have, they're kind of waiting in the wings to be done. I would send them to Etsy to, to pay through there. You might lose a little bit of your cut on there if you're charging the same price because Etsy's going to take their price, take their fee out of it you'll still have the visible proof that you produce and deliver great stuff by, by running the orders through Etsy. I agree because I think that's been holding me back on it is I've had a lot of people come to the site because my analytics tell me every morning, like 60 people came to your Etsy yesterday and that yet I have no purchases through that and people still prefer to email me and I just need to transfer that over to Etsy and maybe just ask, yeah, straight yeah. up ask them like to pay through that because right now people your sales are like, oh, something's, something's weird, something's both there. Does Etsy allow for discount codes? I know they allow gift cards, but I don't know. So with, with Etsy, it might be something where maybe you raise the prices $10 on your website or whatever price you're quoting them when they found you. Raise your price 10 bucks and say, hey, you know what? Right now I'm running a special on Etsy. You can get this for $10 less if you place the order through there and leave me a review. Mm-hmm. Or use a gift card, you know, use a gift code to give them a discount, but then you'd want to increase your Etsy price. Yes, I definitely would. But even at a couple dollar loss by paying the Etsy fee, you're, you're still better off getting some orders placed through Etsy just to show that you're a store that produces pieces. Yes, exactly. Right, because they can drive their own their own traffic, their own demand. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to suggest, if you want a good place to go to, kind of a one-stop shop to set up this fulfillment store... I really like a website called Printful, P-R-I-N-T-F-U-L.com. And you can go there, upload your artwork one time, and you can print it on a variety of shirts, wall art, hats, mugs, tote bags. They even have like yoga leggings, pillows. (laughs) They have a ton of stuff on that website. And I haven't seen one that really competes with them for this width and breadth of products. Would that be to embed on your own like storefront? I think they create the custom storefront for you, whether they have an embeddable click here for a phone case, I'm not sure, but you could certainly save the mock-up that they produce and add that on your website and then link out to it to check out. Gotcha, gotcha. Cool resource there. Don, anything anything else for Sarah here? Well, you know, you're trying to drive the business on Etsy and you might want to reach out to some of the other people who are doing pet products on Etsy and see if there's some sort of affinity marketing program you could do where if somebody's ordering a blinged out dog collar, whenever they mail that dog collar, maybe they're also mailing a certificate to get a pet portrait done. And you do vice versa. Somebody orders a pet portrait from you, you include a coupon to get a blinged out dog leash. Gotcha. Yeah, some sort of strategic partnerships there. Yeah, see what you can build on Etsy because that's a strong category on Etsy is the the pet stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. The other thing, and this is probably the last thing that I'll bring up, is I think there's an opportunity on Instagram because this is a business that sits kind of at the intersection of a couple things that are really popular on Instagram. You know, one is doing like the hand 
painted art. You could even do like time lapse type of photo or photo stream. And then pets, like there are some pet accounts that are just gigantic. That would be relatively easy, but time consuming if you weren't going to do it with software to start trying to pick off some of those followers and, you know, by commenting on their stuff, tagging different people and doing that, doing that whole thing. And you're already, I mean, you're already an Insta celebrity compared to me. You got 1300 followers over here doing great things. Like that compared to me too. I agree. She's, she's killing it there. (laughs) It's a cool account. I actually, how I got most of my followers is I would go through and follow everyone who follows a account of this of random dog it's their owner just made them an account for and i'm like well if they're gonna follow this account they'll probably follow mine and <laughs> i get a lot of followbacks then i'll go back and unfollow most of them to keep like my ratio down but and the hashtags for sure help right out. yeah different breeds you know hashtag puppies of instagram like all this stuff yep and then this will take you in a completely different direction to think about but <laughs> have you thought about doing a udemy course on painting pet portraits in watercolor. What is that? The website Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y.com. It's an online course website. Oh. So you could do a course on how to paint pet watercolors and you could earn revenue off of that. And you could actually take one of your commissions that you're already getting paid to do and videotape yourself painting and talk your way through what you're doing first with the pencil sketch. And here's how I blend the colors and turn it into a course for people who want to paint their own watercolor portraits. I really like that because before I thought about maybe making a YouTube account for it and posting videos like time-lapse ones of me doing my portraits and, you know, speed them up or maybe talk a little bit with them, but to be able to do relatively the same thing and make money off of it as a lesson. I like that idea a lot. The nice thing about Udemy is its own little, it's, it's basically Etsy for courses, right? So it's a marketplace with a lot of people doing it and they have their own internal affiliate program. So people on Udemy make money by pointing other people to other courses on Udemy. So you've got a nice infrastructure there to send business your way. Lots of different revenue streams, the Bob Ross, the pet painting world. There really are. Yeah. (laughs) Even to the point of you could just do your pencil sketch print those sheets and send out paint by numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, coloring books are huge. Now you could just do the drawing and send it to people to do the coloring books. That's gigantic now. Really? Oh, coloring books are big business. Especially adult coloring books where it's super detailed like this Yorkie that you've got, like that would be, you know, if you had just had the pencil outline, that would be a really popular one for adult coloring. Somebody sent me, it was like the top hundred books on Amazon, like 15 or 20 of them were coloring books. Sorry. Did I say top 100 coloring books, the top 100 book, like every book on Amazon, like 15 of them, like we're talking like Harry Potter, like bestsellers and stuff like wow. that. But like 15 of the top 100 were coloring books or adult coloring books. Like this is nuts. <laughs> That's a good one to look at. That really is a good, even if you just sold PDF download that they could print off in color, if you didn't want to get involved in putting the, the book together, just sell the PDF collections. You could have a dog one and a cat one. So I have my own coloring books. People do them when they get stressed and they like, they like to show that off. It's very like trendy right now. Um, yeah. Like, oh man, I colored today cause I was stressed and it's also puppies and people, I mean, people just love puppies. So kind of two and two and one there. I think that's a, I think that's a good target for you. I, I think that's a good one because you're doing these drawings already. Just take a scan of them before you start the painting and you've got your book pages done. Yeah. And like you said, go do generic breeds or whatever. And Yeah, 
before I paint the the print I'm going to do, but maybe that could be a coloring one too. Yeah. Well, there's no shortage of ideas for you to pursue. You just, you have to pick the ones that are the quick wins, which I, I think Nick was helping you, you focus on. And I, I think setting up the custom store is an easy win for you. Just take one of the paintings you, one of the generic paintings you already have and go ahead and create a store no matter what breed it is and then begin targeting by the popularity of the breed because you know people are searching for products for that breed and then the color the coloring pages one i think that could be huge for you too yes yeah i think so so sarah you're feeling feeling good about this stuff you got some you got some homework to do oh yeah i'm so excited right now this is awesome. Cool. Don, thank you as always for, for joining me and dropping this stuff on us and giving, giving Sarah oh, yeah. years worth of was work fun. to go accomplish. I think lots of stuff to do. And it just kind of goes to show like all of the different angles, all the different income streams that are possible with a, with a business like this. So really kind of exciting stuff. So we'll wrap it up here and we'll, we'll see if we circle back with Sarah in a few months, maybe after the Christmas season and see, see where she's at and we'll catch up then. So thanks guys. And we'll catch up soon. Thanks. This edition of the Side Hustle Show is brought to you by FreshBooks.com. Because you got to keep those books fresh, man. Hopefully something Don mentioned sparked a revenue generating idea for you. I felt like there were a dozen different angles that were all super creative. And when you put that into action and it comes time to get paid, I want you to think FreshBooks. When you take someone from stranger to prospect to client, uh, like Sarah will tell you, it's a pretty satisfying feeling when they say those magic words. Hey, send me the invoice. That's when you fire up FreshBooks. You drop a professional looking invoice in under a minute. Shoot, you can even use the mobile app to do that. You send it over and you get paid. The award-winning cloud accounting software gives us an organized and professional way to keep our paperwork in check without spending a ton of time. If you haven't already, check out the freshly redesigned FreshBooks platform. They've gone through feature by feature to make it more intuitive and even easier to use. So in addition to invoicing, you've also got time tracking and expense management tools built right in and the handy FreshBooks mobile app works wherever you do. Check out how the all new FreshBooks can save you time dealing with your paperwork so you can go spend more time making your hustle happen. Visit freshbooks.com slash side hustle to start your 30 day free trial today. That's freshbooks.com slash side hustle and enter the side hustle show in the how did you hear about us section. All right, my top takeaways from this chat with Sarah and Don. Number one, your product today doesn't necessarily have to be your product tomorrow. I thought this was one of the central themes of this really broad-reaching idea session. So aside from selling the paintings one-off to clients, she could sell prints on demand. She could put her art on other products. She could sell the byproducts or sketches uh, as art on their own or turn them into kind of coloring book templates like we talked about or even teach other people the skill of painting in person or online. So it was it was really inspiring to hear all the different directions Sarah could go, all based on this one product, this one skill. So if you broke down your own product or service, where else could you serve it? How else could you slice it up? Uh, takeaway number two is partnerships can be big. So I really liked Don's suggestion, uh, suggestions of reaching out to other businesses that already have pet owners as clients, the groomers, the boarders, the pet stores, the pet bakeries, the fence companies. Those are all perfect places to strike up a deal, even if it's something as simple as putting a little flyer with an offer for a portrait in the package or, or on the counter, like leaving a stack behind at the counter. That's a really exciting opportunity to me and hopefully got your gears turning on ways you might be able to kind of intercept your target customers in their natural habitat or just go where they're already doing business. So that was takeaway number two, partnerships can be big. Takeaway number three is to look inward. Sometimes in the name 
of growth in the name of chasing the next big thing, we forget about the people we've already served or who we're already serving. So the 300 customers that Sarah has already done work for, I think are a huge asset, not just for upsells and other products, but also to turn into advocates and referral partners. I mean, it's always going to be easier to sell more to an existing customer than to go out and convince somebody totally new to give you money for the first time. Notes and links for this one are at sidehustlenation.com slash Sarah, again, Sarah with an H, and you can find more about Don at dontheideaguy.com. As you heard, he really does have creative powers beyond those of mere mortals. We really had a ton of fun on this call and hope you did too tuning in. That's it for me. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, let's go out there, make something happen, and I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show. Hustle on. Thanks for listening to The Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com.